Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 46. Today is Thursday, February 9th. I'm meteorologist Jeff Bordron, joined by Camilla Orti. Hey, Camilla. Hello, Jeff. Our chief meteorologist, Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. And the newest member of the First Alert weather team, Katie Suniga. Hey, Katie. Hello there. And I should have said meteorologist Katie Suniga. Katie joins us from uh, a station out in Bend, Oregon. She joined us, I guess it was, was it a week ago at this point? Boy, time flies. Almost two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> All right. Almost. Two weeks. Uh, time flew. You have, your first day on air was this past weekend. Is that correct? No, I did last week Wednesday. Oh, that's right. Okay, Jeff, so you've had a couple of opportunities. Yeah. Hey, I'm on the opposite ship. Give me a break. Give me a break, Camp here goes quickly, Jeff. We had two days, and Katie said we were going to put her on on a Thursday, and she's like, eh, I'm ready. So I'm just like, hey, you want to do the Wednesday at 8? And she was on, and it was plug and play, and wow, she was smooth. So it was easy. That's yeah, he like came to in hear. to me and said, this is a compliment. I'm bored. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. For the first time, yeah, she had her weather segment, and Mark walks into the weather center and goes, so I was bored, and then he quickly was like, that's a good thing. I mean that as a good thing. Yeah, what I mean is I was sitting there eating my dinner. I kind of got shoved out because there were three of us in the weather center. We only have two workstations, so I'm like, oh, I'll go eat my dinner in the break room. And and I watched, and I realized that as she was doing, as Katie was doing her weather cast, I looked down at my phone and started doing some sort of death scroll on who knows what. And then I realized, wait a minute. It's her first, it's basically she was so smooth and good. It was like, ah, okay, she, she knows what she's doing. I'm not, I'm not waiting for like the big screw up or anything. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. oh, wow, she's good. So that was a compliment, yes. Yes, I, I took Just it to clear well. that up. Yeah. That's, that's great to hear. And um, so, Katie, we, I think yeah. everybody that listens to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast is mostly weather nerds. There are some non-weather nerds. But everybody kind of wants to know uh, who you are, where you're from, where you've been working, um, and, yeah, Give us all the info. All right. So I am an Oregonian. Yay. I was born in Salem. Briefly had a stint in Northern California because of uh, some problems with my brother's health. My dad had to move us out of the region. But as soon as I was old enough, I grabbed my husband, which was at that time my boyfriend, and we moved back as soon as possible. So we were back in the 90s, and we've lived in the Valley. We got married there, had our first child there. He decided to get his master's, so we briefly lived on the East Coast and then in Portugal, but came right back as soon as we were done, moved into Vancouver, Happy Valley. Um, I decided once our second was old enough to uh, be in school, I was sitting at home and I was like, you know, I'm, I am actually wanting something to do during the day. It was kind of getting twiddling my thumbs and my husband had reminded me that while I had had a wedding planning business, I was on another uh, local news broadcast in the mornings talking about weddings and how much fun I had, you know, going down to the, that news station and being there once a month. And so when my boys were in school, I started taking classes at Clackamas Community College, took a journalism 101, did a story at the squishing of the squash at the Oregon Zoo, came home, oh, and my, yes. my husband said he hadn't seen that smile on my face when I came home from work since I did my first wedding. So I knew I was hooked on uh, broadcast news. Did my, I had tried to get an uh, associate's degree for a while, but hadn't really got there because of life and being a young mom. 
and uh, finally went back and finished up the few classes. They required a degree. The degree required an internship. So I was getting my associates in multimedia journalism. And the station, the Fox affiliate in Bend, um, their NBC Fox, they did uh, summer internships for producing. I went over there and uh, came as a news producer intern, and about halfway through, they begged me not to leave. They said, please stay. And I still had a semester left at Clackamas, and I called them, and they said, no, we want to support you. So they looked at what I had left. There were a couple classes. They said, you don't need these. The teachers turned the remaining ones wow. that I needed. Uh, to nice. Be, yeah, they turned them to be uh, private study classes. They created a curriculum for me. And I just did them remotely so I could wow. take the job. And I finished my associates with them. I So I interned for the summer. I produced for a year. And then I went into reporting. But shortly after I reported, a weekend uh, anchor position came up. So I spent a year weekend anchoring and reporting. And during that time, I was like, you know, that I love the weather. Like, I'm super interested in it. It's a small market station, 184. Like, can I try weather, maybe just like fill in every once in a while? So the chief meteorologist there, Bob Shaw, was like, yeah, absolutely. We'll always take more fill-ins. Trained with him for a few months, went through what we call the Bob Shaw 101, School 101, and <laughs> uh, went on a weekend. And I believe it was July 17th, 2018, I did uh, my first weather forecast on air. And I came home and I told my husband, this is it. This is what I want to do. Like, I'm in love with this. It's so much fun. Unfortunately, he uh, had uh, got laid off from his job, so I couldn't start school. But in the fall of 2019, we were back in action. We had funds. And I went to Mississippi State University, and I decided to do the degree program. So I wanted my bachelor's, and which meant because they're not an Oregon school, they didn't accept my two-year degree from Clackamas, so I had to take more math, more science, more um, college-level writing classes, yep. several other mm. several other things. So I did all of those. At the same time, I did the concentrated classes. So I was doing that. I got one semester in. COVID hit. Both my boys came home. So I spent pretty much three years going to two colleges, homeschooling my children, and working as the full-time evening weather person at KTBZ. So last summer, I finally finished the last of my classes, got my degree, and I got, a call. I got a call from right. some, some Mark Nelson saying, hey, <laughs> we got a position. <laughs> what you think? And I said, I have, a, you know, I have a contract. We have contracts in this business. And it worked out to where when my contract ended there, I could join the team here. So my family's happy. We, we feel like as much as we love Central Oregon, we're happy to be home. You know, both my boys were born in this area. We were married in this area. This is where our heart is. We love the Pacific Northwest, but specifically the west side of the Cascades. Well, it's great you know, to have you. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, Katie, uh, and our viewers may not be aware of this, our listeners, I guess, in this case for the podcast. So you think, wait a minute. So you lived in Bend. What a wonderful place to live. I mean, uh, it's pretty expensive to live there. I bet the pay is amazing over in Bend. But you mentioned, I think you mentioned it was Market 184. 
So TV markets go by size. So yes. the biggest market is New York City. What number two is Los Angeles? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Number three yeah. is Chicago. Chicago. And so Portland yeah. is around 2021. 20, it kind of moves around every few years. But you have to go all the way down to 184 to find Ben because it's based on population. So in general, right. this is in general, not always, but in general, pay increases as you move up in market size. So that's pretty typical for people to go from a smaller market to a larger. So it's kind of the reverse. You know, a lot of people here would say, oh, I want to move to Central Oregon. Yeah. Um, standard of living, I mean, the cost of living, I think, is pretty similar. But um, you get typically, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Katie's paycheck is different. I'm just saying in general um, yeah. that you go to a smaller market, people often get paid a lot less. There's a lot of very young people there that are just getting mm-hmm. into the business. So it's kind of a, a yeah. weird business. People tend to move to larger markets yeah. in time. And, and the other thing, too, with that is with Central Oregon being the size that it is and the technology that it has, um, some things that were a draw for me to leave such a wonderful place was just inability to grow as a meteorologist because of mm-hmm. lack of technology and information. And so in, I filled in for a year for all the positions because I was the only fill-in and then I was a full-time person for three years. And in that time, I just kind of realized there's not much more I can do or learn. And, and Mark's been having to deal with my excitement every time he shows me something <laughs> that we can do in our weather center. And one of the biggest ones is radar. The Central Oregon region is in the second largest radar hole in the country. And we get yeah. such a hard time over there. You know, you guys miss it all the time. You have all, and I'm like, you just don't realize. Not only are we such an, you know, a small location with such small, but that radar makes a huge difference. We have the microclimates. We have such a quick drop in elevation. It needs so much more, but because it's so small, it'll never get it. And I just felt like if I wanted to, continue to grow and learn. I needed to move somewhere where I had the ability to use all the tools that I learned in school that I would look at it and I'd be like, oh, that's nice, but I'll never be able to use it. And hang out with cool people like us, of course, meteorologists. Can I, can I jump in here? Um, so Katie, I started in the Palm Springs, California market, um, Mm -hmm. which is also my hometown coincidentally. And we were surrounded by mountains as well. And, um, the radar situation was a little bit better than central Oregon, but it is amazing. Like your entire DMA entire essentially ha- has, mm-hmm. a, has a radar gap. And I saw your tweet the other day where you were excited about, you know, being able to use a radar where you'll mm-hmm. actually be able to track, you know, showers and storms and snow. And mm-hmm. um, you're, you're absolutely correct, though. It's like it must have been such a bummer to work in or, you know, not necessarily correct, but it, I totally get where you're coming from. It must have been such a bummer to work in a market where you just can't see these snow showers coming in and things like that. Yeah, and it's, you know, the the radar, so I'm sure you guys know this, but listeners may not. There's three radars in Oregon, Portland, Medford, and then up in Pendleton. And Pendleton is the forecasting, the National Weather Service forecasting office. And their radar is, you know, because it's pointed the the way it's angled, I mean, it's just so far above our head that whenever I would be looking at was our satellite and radar image, you know, our, the the weather software we use would kind of try and interpolate those three radars plus satellite, but you, mm-hmm. it would be dumping snow or dumping rain or a beautiful supercell came back, came through in May mm. a few years back. And I'm looking at our satellite and radar and it looks like it's crystal clear in central Oregon. And then I look <laughs> out my window and the sky is green and these massive hailstones. And I was, it just, I just dropped my head. I'm like, I can't even see what's happening in my atmosphere right now because I literally have nothing. Yeah. 
You would have to go old school. Wild. I mean, I feel like a lot of people, you know, maybe a lot of people who aren't weather nerds, but don't realize that we have those like radar gaps. I mean, that's that's a problem, right? It is, Uh, especially for aviation and everything. Yeah. Look at Eugene. Eugene, they uh, the Portland radar is at. I, I did a graphic on this once about ten thousand feet over the top of Eugene. So yeah. anything that's yeah. under ten thousand feet producing precip probably most likely will not show up in Eugene. And I know the Mets down there complain about yep. it as well. Yep, that's well, us. That's exactly the same for us. We we have some of the we have like the least amount of thunderstorms like almost compared to every, every state in the U.S. True. However, yeah. <laughs> um, we do get some pretty impressive th- thunderstorms at times east of the cascades and you, you brought up that supercell that's a big problem and we actually do get a few thunderstorms from time to time on the coast and the central coast i mean we can completely miss them coming in mm-hmm. oh, um, yes. so uh, it's yeah. really interesting stuff um it, it's it's great to have you i, I feel like i'm hardly ever going to work with you uh like actually on a ship so it's it's fun to be able to be on the podcast with you katie um yeah Ma- mark camilla are we missing anything did you are there things that we can't really ask on TV that we can ask here? Uh, not necessarily inappropriate, but just like we only get about two <laughs> minutes. We only get about two minutes, you know, per weather hit. So, I mean, this is our time here. Yeah. Well, Katie's Ooh. been great fun. I mean, uh, she's she's bubbly and uh, chatty and we uh, she's great. She's, I, I got no complaints. Yeah. Good. I'm That's trying good, to buddy. think if there are any things, I guess, okay, because uh, Katie, I've already asked you about your kids, kind of know, you know, about the background. What What are some of your hobbies outside of weather? Oh, so this is, this is like, you hit a fun part here. So <laughs> another reason that I'm really happy that I got to move back to the region, sorry, Mark, you have to hear the story again. No problem. Um, is because it is so hard to garden in Bend. Like, uh, you can have a beautiful day like today, even warmer. You can get into the 80s, and then you'll have a frost that night. For sure. And and so your garden, you're covering it up in the day, or you're you're opening up in the day because you don't want your plants to fry, and it's super hot and dry, and then you have to cover your garden at the very exact right time because if you don't, there's not enough warmth trapped, and then the frost comes at night, and then your tomatoes are gone. So I love to garden. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I took classes, you know, to learn how to garden here when we were before we moved. And I miss it so much. I was barely able to get anything to grow over there. It gets easier as you move into closer to like the Redmond area and you get to some of those lower elevations. But where we were in Bend, it was next to impossible. So that's wow one of my favorite things to do we are stand-up paddler boarders kayakers um we a few years ago we switched from snowboarding to skiing we did this ski lesson thing with our boys so we have fun doing that we love to go camping we're we're pretty outdoors people which is why you know central oregon was a big big draw for us but for the most part it's uh it's we'll find places to do all that fun stuff here too katie you're wait till you see uh the nelson backyard oh, yeah, i know you're gonna be licking your chops <laughs> literally you're gonna be licking your chops uh during during the summertime when he's harvesting it's uh it's pretty impressive yeah i i can't wait to get i was actually today i took advantage because today is my saturday and i pulled my uh my yard debris can out and i took a whole garbage can full of leaves out of the back of my my yard here to start kind of trying to take advantage of the nice weather to get it ready. There you go. Yes. I'm you know, that it's interesting that you bring up gardening um, because, by the way, uh, and I'm going to repeat exactly what I said on social media, happy first day of fall spring, everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's right. 
it's it's been a really beautiful day out there and um i know a lot of people have probably been tempted to get to gardening but we have to remember what time of year it is it's february and mark i know you have you created a really cool graphic last year katie you're going to probably discover it at some point if you haven't already about um when we typically see our last frost um Mm. and obviously with our microclimates it varies quite a bit um but I think, if I'm not mistaken, usually late March, early April is when we typically see our last frost at PDX. I think Mark, so. Am I, I think it's yeah. March. I think it's March in the inner urban areas. Not, I don't mean downtown, but like you know, the within three miles, four miles of downtown. And I think the outlying areas, the coldest outlying areas like Hillsboro or Battleground, tend to be like late April. Of course, each year is different, but. Um, yeah, and you know, I think a bigger issue as a gardener is not the um, not necessarily the frost. It's do we have a cold, wet April or May? You know, you can put stuff out, summer type stuff out in April or May. Yeah, sure, there's no frost, but it just rots because there's so much consistent rain. That happened mm-hmm. last year in May. Was it May or was it April and May? Oh, actually, the first week of June too. But um, yeah, if we just get consistent rain, things you try to put out there are just going to rot or get eaten by slugs. So well, it, it's like to- yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I typically used to start my seeds inside in my garage in April, and then by mid-May is when I would start moving yeah, that's things safe. out to my, to my garden. Um, yeah, that's safe. And it's, it's crazy, like, how, like, between Portland, for instance, and Hillsboro, or, you know, into the foothills, like, where Mark lives, or certainly into Central Oregon, how different the last frost is and you know how late the wet season can you know linger and so it, it really does vary quite a bit compared you know from place to place but um today was just like our first taste of spring and boy has it been nice out there i think at last check and camilla i know you're in the weather center so maybe mm-hmm. you can pop up some of the numbers but at last check i think we were at like 57 or 58 at pdx so our forecast is kind of right on point today yeah let's see uh, what our current obs are saying here i'm going to refresh the page uh, right now it looks like PDX, well, as of 2.53 p.m., still at 56. But, yeah, I, I, so I think good chance we get into the upper 50s, don't you think? Yeah, I think mean, so. High up Beaverton, 57, 58. Yeah, Beaverton hit, like, 57.7. I'm seeing on our station weather uh, graphic Ooh, the there. the tenth of a degree. Yeah, yeah, nice. Going down to the <laughs> yeah. decimal. Precision. Wow. <laughs> Nerd alert. <laughs> so, nice day. I mean, you know, most about I'd say more than half of our Februarys at some point we hit 60. Last year, uh, right around here, around the 10th and 11th, we had uh, three days in the 60s. That's right. So, I saw a Facebook memory of that. Yeah. And, but uh, yeah, it usually doesn't last. And what <laughs> do you know? There you go. Yeah. Uh, some this interesting weather could be coming around the corner. Um, we're, we're not – you know, highly impressed by the forecast, but something, a shot of cold air is probably going to come in uh, between Monday and Valentine's Day. So, um, Mark, I don't know if you've already, yeah. have you, you've done the forecast already? Well, I didn't do the forecast, but I got it all in my head. Is that what you're looking for? Uh, I'm always looking for the forecast. <laughs> um, and, and I have a general idea of what's, what's to come as well, but, and as do everybody on our team, but let's get into um, the pattern. So I'm going to just kind of generally describe it and then mark i'll let you dive into the the details so we're going to have this correct if necessary right there's going to be a ridge kind of helping to keep us dry and mild this weekend maybe a little bit cool and then it's going to back off to the west and that's going to open the door to a drop of low pressure dropping in from the gulf of alaska and um it's not like our perfect the best setup for instance for snow in the lowlands but um it's like the secondary type of setup that you would want to see for possibility of lowland snow so why don't you get into it 
Yeah, anytime we have the showers coming off the ocean, you know, the ocean's 45 or 50 degrees, always tough to get snow to sea level in that situation, uh, especially if you have some sort of breeze breeze going, although it looks like the wind breezes stop Monday night. So, yeah, we got the cold front Monday, um, some steady rain for a while, and then it goes to scattered showers. But um, uh, since we have a, a upper-level ridge building to the west right behind this, it's, it's an upper-level trough that's swinging through like Monday night. As long as it's not moving out over the ocean and really digging as it moves south, it's just kind of flying down towards California and Utah and out that way. As long as it's flying along and it keeps moving, we just don't get that many showers. I mean, things are moving quickly. We get some showers Monday night, and by Tuesday morning, the showers are pretty much done. It's partly cloudy Tuesday afternoon and 44 degrees. But I notice at, from time to time the last two days, different models and different uh, ensemble members of those models will try to dig the upper level trough a little more just offshore Monday night and Tuesday so that it spins up a little more moisture. You know, that's when those are the situations where I have seen, you know, we get an inch of snow in Hillsboro, but nothing in the city of Portland or two inches mm -hmm. up in La Center and nothing in Hillsboro, you know, that sort of stuff. But boy, what I'm seeing right now, and Camilla was just saying, she, she actually has done the forecast. It, like the Euro, I think, dries us out completely by daybreak on or soon after daybreak on Tuesday, so. Yeah, yeah, it was drying us yeah. out even before, like, yeah, like by 5 a.m. 850 millibar temps, um, somewhere between minus 6 and minus 8. You want to see, if we're going to have scattered, well, if we're going to have solid precipitation, a minus 6 can do it if everything's just right. But with no help from cold air coming in from the gorge from the east, you got to, most of the time, you need to, you got to be around minus 7, minus 8. I've seen even at minus nine in early March not produce sticking snow at the lowest elevations. So, you know, it's just when I see light, I got to tell you, when I look at that pattern, I see light scattered showers, uh, only minus seven or minus eight on Tuesday morning. And uh, like I said, just not much precip. I just kind of think, OK, I could see I can picture. OK, so I'm closing my eyes right now. I can picture Tuesday morning. There's some ice left over on some of the roads, <laughs> partial clearing. Are you guys with me? Yeah, totally. Okay. Paint the picture, Mark. Okay, you got your eyes closed? Crystal so, ball. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of partly cloudy. It's chilly. There's some spots in the metro area where we've got some frozen roads because water, you know, the roads are wet, then it froze. Um, and other areas have some cloud cover, so it's not frozen. City's like 34 degrees. Um, we've got spots where it's like, wait, there's snow on the top of my car, and it's all crusty on my windshield. It must have snowed during the night. Um, that sort of thing. And at the top of the West Hills, maybe there's enough to turn the lawn white, maybe, if a shower happened to pass over the West Hills after midnight. Mm -hmm. or maybe not so I, that's what i picture for tuesday morning so is it a first alert weather day well probably not although we're probably going to be you know making a big deal out of uh monday night tuesday morning and actually yeah. that's it right camilla i mean after that it's dry next week that's what it's days. looking like yeah it's and in fact we might see quite a bit of sunshine it appears wednesday and thursday if things of course stay the way that they are now Cooler so jeff pattern. that's your that's your yeah. wintry mischief yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know what could drop the temperatures just another couple degrees? What? Is if Jeff does his snow dance, which I know oh. he's been doing probably every evening before going to sleep, right, Jeff? Oh. Hula skirt? How did you know? Coconuts? How did I just you know, know you really want to see some snow in the lowlands. I just feel you know so you bad do. every time these fall apart. It, it is really sad. I, I, at, <laughs> at some point, I'm just going to need to book a, a room up at Timberline Lodge and, yeah. you know. Um, you know, I, this this reminds me of like past winters where, um, you know, uh, Marilyn Deutsch, by the way, she just retired, our longtime reporter on Good Day Oregon. Um, I remember her <laughs> going out on assignment on the morning when we were tracking some scattered showers with the possibility of lowland snow. And we, she would be up at, let's say, in the West Hills off Skyline Boulevard or up at Council Crest Park. And 
I could always tell by the tone of her voice that this was going to just be a kind of a bust. Not necessarily a bust, but we were just, <laughs> she would just funny. she would just sit there and say, "Yeah, not not snowing, not really anything going on," and and that's going on just Maryland. like, oh, gosh. So um, I think that's going to be kind of how this one plays out. There could be some some excitement briefly where some people wake up to some dustings on grass, um, yeah. but other than that. Uh, it's not something we're concerned about. We're certainly not planning a first alert weather day where we, you know, add more resources and really pump up the uh, coverage. But it's something we'll keep an eye on, considering it's about all that we have to keep an eye on right now. So, um, yeah. So long range, uh, you, you, Camilla, you mentioned that it looks like we're going to kind of dry out. But this is – it does look like it's going to be cooler for a bit. I mean, we're going to – yeah. We're going to have, like, cooler air kind of pouring in from the north. It's not going to be, like, absurdly cold, nothing like Arctic or anything, but um, a cooler pattern. Definitely, yeah, and it could drop our, you know, low temperatures below average, right around freezing or maybe even below freezing for, for a morning or two. Those poor mm-hmm. tulips that are trying to come in and, uh, you know, other <laughs> other bulbs and things are poking out of the ground. They're going to they're gonna need to, you know, hang out for a little while longer. Um, this was truly a, a I false found some spring of those kind of when I was cleaning out yeah. the leaves in my backyard. I pulled a layer up, and there they were, the, the little bulbs that the – they were just sticking Ooh, out about a half inch. And I was nice. like, oh, dude, it's not time yet. <laughs> you know, um, uh, Katie, I'm really into gardening as well. I'm always trying to learn, so I'll have to pick your brain. I, I'm always trying to – you know, Mark, I've been meaning to ask you about some tips about uh, mm-hmm. kind of pruning my apple trees before things That's really right. get rocking and rolling. It's time. It, is it time? Is it, is it about now? Yeah, any time between now and the end of March. Okay, well, you answered my question. I'm all good to go now. Um, wow. techniques i need to get the technique down i think but uh yeah it's a little tricky but uh, i should you know, stop by on the way to work if you're not you, sleeping you should yeah um i i did just wake up from my nap so you kind of timed yeah. that well uh katie we're really excited to have you on the team um and it, you're you're lucky that you're going to get to work alongside mark i know you went to your weather school uh plus your chief meteorologist weather school in bend but you're you're about to get yeah. your phd in in Weather nerd well, school with Mark Nelson. And uh, well, I promise sure I'm not doing this to, yep. to look good to our, our commanding chief, but I did a, a quite a bit of digging, you know, before <laughs> I really looked at any position. And every person that I talked to, that not saying people at their station, these were people outside of the station that know him, told me that um, they are who they are because they got to spend time with him or they knew from other people who had been there. And then if I wanted to grow as a meteorologist, he was the best one into Portland to work under. So he came with high regards and definitely some support from the, the community. So I think, uh, yeah. Wow, Mark. Wow, that I feel like I'm on a pedestal <laughs> and you know how those fall. Wow. <laughs> Here comes the news story. In two years, he was not the guy we yeah, thought he no. was. <laughs> Trust me, though. But that was very nice of them. Yes, they they, yeah. they aren't they aren't lying. Mark is great to work under. It's not it's not just like learning about weather, but he's just like a really mellow, easygoing boss. Unless now, Katie, Most of the let time. me war- mm-hmm. Katie, let me warn you. Do not, and I repeat, do not mess with Mark's graphics, or oh, he will raise you know what. That's all I gotta say. Duly noted. Save as. No save as. <laughs> Which reminds me, Jeff. Jeff, did you know? Was there anything this morning that was like missing a file or anything? Because I did a whole clean out yesterday. Did you see anything? No. Nothing that I noticed. But you know, as soon as we get into, let's say, the the summer heat graphics or 
um, the fire graphics. We'll probably notice a few gone now that you did a purge. No, I, I, no, I didn't delete scenes. It was just I had to clean out that photos directory. Oh. Inside, inside tra- stuff here, oh. folks. But it, all, it, the, I, I all the believe, dog pictures. I couldn't believe there was stuff from the fire in 2020, fires in 2020 still in there. Wow. So I haven't cleaned it out in three years, apparently. But that felt really <laughs> good, let me tell you. As long as almost as good as vacuuming the weather center, yes. As long as the great purge of 2022 doesn't happen. <laughs> I heard about again, that. Fine. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. That hurts. Yeah. 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 So, um, well, Katie, yeah. thanks for joining us today on the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. Hopefully, you'll have time in uh, what is going to be a busy schedule mm-hmm. to join us again. Um, but yeah, thanks to everybody at home and in your vehicles listening to uh, episode 46. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back here in a couple of weeks. Um, especially if the weather gets a little bit more interesting. Um, But keep an eye on the forecast. Uh, The best part of the forecast will probably be Monday night and Tuesday morning from a weather nerd perspective. But uh, anyways, have a great weekend, and we'll be talking to you soon. Please tell us.